Blog Talk Radio. The Alaskan Patriot Network. Now, back to Dahl Arnson and the Alaskan Patriot Network. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Barefoot is Legal radio show here on Freedomizer Radio. We want you to feel empowered about driving a car, going into a store, or eating in public without shoes on. The average person thinks laws exist, and we will show you how there are none. So, kick back, listen to the show, and if you want to call in, the number is 319-527-6208, and press 1 to talk on the air. Thank you. Good evening, I'm Diana. And I'm Russ. Ah, he cues in perfectly. And we're delivering the truth and exposing the lies. How are you, Mr. Russ? Oh, I'm hanging in there. We are getting a bomb from the sky today, but I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? Uh, Yeah, well, about the same. Yeah, you know, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So, um... A lot of stuff has gone on this week, which is typical, right? Yeah, yeah it's a so, busy time in history. Yeah, very much so. A couple of, well, you know, us conspiracy theorists, if that's what you want to call us, will say that there's more false flag shootings going on. Um, and it's interesting how they pass. And, you know, I never have my notes quite on hand. Like, I know where they all are, but I just never quite get to them on top. Um, Kamala Harris, I guess she posted on Twitter, and, of course, she's asking Congress to pass uh, assault weapons bans, right? And, um, of course, she's saying, of course, that Biden will sign it. Um, But that's interesting how she says that on the 24th of October, and then on October 25th, there just happens to be a mass shooting in Maine. So right, know, right. You know, but still, the question, you, you know, I want to ask people just, yeah, I mean, the, the question that, that I want to ask people is that would, when, when these kind of events happen and if you happen to be there, do you want to be disarmed? All right. I think people should think about that. Mm-hmm. The problem, The problem is not, you know, 
that, that you're not going to eliminate this problem by trying to get all the firearms out of people's hands. You're going to eliminate this problem by making sure that anybody who has the, in their mind to do something like this, they know what's going what's to meet, what, what end they're going to meet. So I'll just inject that into the news here. I know you're, you're telling some news right now, but uh, just something to think about. Yeah, you can interject anytime you want. Because you know you have a point, responsible gun owners. You know you don't hear too many mass shootings going on with a responsible gun owner, but yet that's who they want to target. Because they, I mean, and they, their ultimate game with this is they don't want us to be able to defend ourselves. It's easier for them to round us up and stick us in some concentration or FEMA camp if we're not armed. And you know that is you know exactly the truth. And when I was Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. There's a little delay. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say that down, you know, when I, I was heavily involved with uh, some political people back in the early 90s, we had a lot of whistleblowers that were coming out of the military and out of government positions who were telling us they were all saying the same thing. They say, don't ever give up your arms because when you do it, that's when everything's going to fall apart. As soon as you, mm-hmm. not, not, as soon as you do it, they're going to round up dissidents. They're going to have a war. They're going to play the war card. And, and everything is primed for this right now. Everything is primed. So doing a mass roundup, if people are armed, there's going to be, it's, going to be a, it's going to be much more difficult to convince people in government to go rounding people up to give up their freedoms because the reasons they're going to round people up is because you don't have the right opinion. So it's not enough that you're censored on on uh, on in media not that you're that you're censored in social media but they they want to censor you to the point where they put you in a box and nobody ever hears from you again you know and worse yeah. that's just the beginning of things and the whistleblowers all said the same thing they said never give them up because as soon as you do that that's the last step in the plan until they round up and then you're eventually going to have a war where they're going to attempt to do a, a foreign occupation on American soil. That's you've never had war on American soil since the Revolutionary War or since the, the mm-hmm. Civil War, uh, and there's a reason for that because who's going to step? You know, you know how armed this country is, and then those people who think, oh, yeah. we're going to take all the arms away from everybody so nobody will have arms to go do shootings like this. You're only going to take them away from the people who would defend themselves. People who, do, who are criminals and who are criminally minded are going to hide them and never give them up. You're never going to cleanse this country of guns. What you need to do is arm the public. And that's the one thing I would just ask people to think about. What is the one predominant thing that is missing from every mass shooting that's ever taken place? Every single one. What is the one common factor? What you're missing yeah. is an armed citizen. That's what wasn't there. Uh-huh. Now, there are events, there are a lot of events that happen all the time where people try to do shootings. This happens, and the media will never tell you about this. This happened, one example that comes to mind is in, in a few years back in Texas. Somebody went in and started trying to shoot up a church during a service. What happened? Well, you don't mm-hmm. do this in Texas, folks. Bad choice, because mm-hmm. they carry, and some of, or one, of the, one of the elders in the church stood up, pulled out his gun, and, and dropped a man and saved a whole bunch of lives that day. Why? Because yeah. the citizen was able to protect himself because the government wasn't trying to do 
the most insanely ridiculous thing that you could possibly do in this climate is take away their arms. Of course, it's not insane to them because they're doing it for a different reason. They have a plan. Oh, okay. We know the plan. They're doing it to, for your own safety. They're pretending it's for your own safety, but it's not. It makes the world a much more dangerous place when good people don't have equal power in their hands as the bad people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, you said it right there. And, and they do have a plan. With it, and that's exactly what they want to do. But, I mean, look at in China, how easy it was for them to just round all, all the people up when they weren't following their COVID lockdown uh, 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 rules, right? They just round them up and stick them in a little van and take them away, pull them out of their house and everything else. But, of course, they have no gun rights there. So, you know, it was a shit show. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the idea is, I mean, you know, the last thing you ever want to do is have to pull your firearm. That's the last thing you want to do. That's not the point. You don't want people to get hurt. You do it when you're saving lives. You're doing it when you're defending yourself, your family, your church, the people in the store with you. That's the time you do it. Mm -hmm. You know lives are going to be saved. That's the whole point. It's not your your good salt-of-the-earth American is not a gun-happy, gun-slingering person that wants to go do bad things. They want to be responsible, they want to be trained, and they want self-defense, which is completely logical exactly. and rational. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very unusual for somebody to ever even have to use their gun unless they're going to the shooting range. You know, you don't hear about that too often, but it sure would come in handy if, uh, you know, Somebody started openly shooting, like you said, at a church or you're at the grocery store or, you know, whatever. And, you know, people, oh, it's the Constitution to carry, you're hiding it. Oh, stop it. You know? And that's why there's, yeah, you know, there are some... Yeah, this event that just happened in Lewiston, Maine is about an hour, about an hour and a half away from me. This big uh-huh. shooting that happened yesterday. I saw cops going by. I yeah. live out in rural Maine and they were gathering cops because the manhunt is still on. Um, they're still looking for the guy who did this. They wouldn't be looking for the guy. They wouldn't be looking for the guy if there was an armed citizen in that building. That was what was missing. There wasn't someone there able to defend themselves because this country has mm-hmm. been made so afraid, at least a, a sector of the population, a large sector has been made so afraid and had guns so demonized. A properly, a mm-hmm. firearm in the, uh, in the hands of a properly armed citizen, responsible, good citizen, is a very valuable tool to protect a lot of people. And this wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't yep. be looking for that guy. They would already know right where he is because he would be right there on scene. Yep, exactly. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be alive. Yep, he point. wouldn't have been able to take out as many people as he did, and their lives would have been saved. So the idea of removing yep, firearms from the responsible public is just insanely ridiculous. And anybody who believes that it's a good idea, it's just you, you're just not thinking. You're not thinking, mm-hmm. you know. No, and and most of them are, you know, dumbass millennials to think that too. But I, I think, you know, I, and, and again, this is just my conspiracy head that they are, you know, planting these as false flags so that they can push these gun control laws. Because I remember, um, you know, in Buffalo where they had that, uh, it was a, a grocery store shooting. Um, I, I guess it was last summer now. It's, it's been a while. It's got to be a year now. And, um, you know, that was, it was literally a couple of days before the governor of New York passed 
a bunch of gun laws, new gun laws. So, I mean, you, you can just see it, you know, like, we knew she was going to do that type of thing. And it was almost yeah. like, it was almost like back in 2019 um, in New York when they got rid of the religious exemption there. Um, they, I'm trying to find my meme on that because I have it. Oh, here it is right there. Uh, June 12th of 2019, Merck invested, and Merck is one of, for those people that don't know, is one of the largest vaccine companies, you know, in the world. They invested $48 million in Albany, which is the state capital of New York. And on June 13th was when New York State repealed the religious exemption for vaccines that affected 26,000 families. So, I mean, that, 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 that there, it just wasn't a coincidence. Just like I don't feel that a lot of these shootings are just a coincidence. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, we were told years ago that this would happen, that they would actually – they have people trained to do this that do this or that are uh, drugged or that are uh, uh, gone through different uh, programs to mess up their mm-hmm. minds. And I, I often don't use the term mind control because I know it means – you know, to, to their typical person it sounds kind of crazy. But mind control program is a very, very real thing, and there's been a lot of people come out with a lot of details over the years of what is going on. And um, yeah. and so these people come out of these programs, and even like the shoe bomber, you know, they had FBI agents. This guy was so dis- delirious, they were trying to get him on the plane when they were trying to do that bombing. And it was even touch, it even was on mainstream media just very briefly, you know, that this guy was being mm-hmm. escorted by FBI to get on the plane. And yeah. it, it's astonishing that people don't know this. It's just like this is treason. This is crimes, historic crimes, you know, that 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 are being planned and and put in in motion for to, for a purpose to harm people. And it's just it's absolutely astonishing, but it's happening. And it's because pe- not enough people are involved, and because the ma- mainstream media has convinced everybody, oh, conspiracy. Th- you know where the idea of cons- you know theorists came from, right? JFK. Of course, you tell. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, we yeah. all know that. After, that after JFK's assassination, this is the term that was actually invented, I believe, by the Warren Commission um, to demonize people who thought that the one bullet theory, which is ridiculous and physically impossible, the theory they came up with to, to, to explain that there was one shooter is physically impossible. It's absolutely ridiculous. But it was to demonize people who criticize the one bullet theory, the one shooter theory. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So it's all and part it's of like conditioning the public. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Of course, everything else that has happened in our, in in, uh, in U.S. history is not a you know conspiracy theory either. Like we could talk about the Titanic. That was you know that was a coincidence. 9-11, that was a coincidence. But when you really start digging deep into these things, and I, I could tell you 15 years ago, I was never into it. I would have, you know, I was a mainstream media watch, you know, regular TV, sitcom, go to work Monday through Friday type of person. You know, I didn't know any better. And then when I started learning this stuff, I was like, yeah, okay, baby stuff maybe. But now it's like, when you start reading all the evidence and really seeing, like you said, what the whistleblowers come out with and the research that's out there, which, of course, you can't get on mainstream media, but there are other sources to get this stuff. 
when you start going down these rabbit holes, it's not so much of a conspiracy anymore. So, yeah, I it mean, was predicted anybody, long, long anybody. in advance. We knew they were going to do this. We had whistleblowers coming out two decades ago telling us that this was the plan. And here's like even Oklahoma City. A lot of people don't know this yeah. today. It's shocking. You have to know this. The video is still online in certain places. We still got it on an orders for tie, where the local news stations, the, the bomb squad leader for Oklahoma City, after the bomb went off in the building and destroyed part of the building, the head of the mm-hmm. Oklahoma City bomb squad was on local mainstream news telling them that they found three more bombs mounted to the pylons in the basement of this hardened federal building that had not gone mm-hmm. off yet. They were, and these mm-hmm. were military bombs. These were U.S. military bombs. This is not me saying, I'm not making this up. This was on mainstream mm-hmm. news local in Oklahoma City, and these videos have gotten out over the years. This was, and it, well, they came out right away, but they've been circulating around for years. Um, this is, I don't even almost know what to say. And the, the bomb squad leader was on there saying, every bomb is like a fingerprint, you know, because we're going to analyze this, we're going to forensically analyze this, and we're going to find the people who've done this. But they were a little surprised that yeah. there were military bombs. They're like, what are military bombs, and how did they get in the basement of this hardened federal building? You know? Right. Um, so, right. So, I mean, it's kind of like the, the – the, the, and also the narrative about parking a rental truck full of fertilizer in front of the building was actually analyzed by – I think it was Gunderson. Or it, was one, it was a federal agent who actually was a specialist in explosives, and he made a complete presentation out of it calculating – how much force would be on the side, would hit the side of this hardened federal building when if mm-hmm. that truck was full of fertilizer, how much of an effect would it have had? And you know what, it, what he said? And again, not my word. This is an explosives expert from the FBI. He said it would be like kicking, like a bunch of people kicking the side of the building because the force would be distributed, because the way it was pushed and the way it was distributed and the distance and the limitations of the fertilizer not all going off you know, instantaneously, the way he mathematically calculated it. So it was physically impossible. So, what's, so how do we explain all of these anomalies? And there's more. I'm just touching the surface. There was another person named Jane Graham, Oklahoma City survivor, who actually was learned that the people in the um, – the ATF, I believe it was, I might have that wrong, it was one of the departments, were told, I don't remember the department, I could be wrong on the department, but one of the government departments that, that uh, were actually told not to come into work that day. And she uh-huh. is on a video, I believe it was from CNN, it aired like once, it never aired again, and she's asking, why did these people know that something was going to happen? How did they know none of them came into work in that department? They were told, uh-huh. phone calls, and were told, do not come into work today, no explanation, no reason, just told, do not do it. And it huh. goes on. It goes on and on. But this is just scratching the surface. So apologize for talking so much, but this is, this is the kind of thing that Americans need to wake up and look at how far gone we really are, how much the corruption has matured into a, a horrific monster that we are facing today and the time for sleeping and pretending and denying is way past way past we can't do this anymore yeah i agree 
Yep, it's uh, it's it's definitely and and you know, I mean, for people that are just starting out, you you really do have to kind of take baby steps because, they, you know, I have a couple friends that I've been kind of instructing and. You know, I, I've had to take baby steps with them because otherwise they just get so overwhelmed and they're like, yeah, fuck it, I don't want to know anymore. You know, it's, it's too much. It's too much for me. It's too much for me. And you know, and it was for me in the beginning too. You know, when I was first learning about these things, and I still don't know everything. You know, um, so anyway, there's there's some people that are in on the switchboard, so I just have to remind anybody that's just calling in that actually wants to talk. You have to raise your hand, um, unless you're some of our haters. And uh, you're just listening in. We appreciate you listening in, too, even if you're a hater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate everyone. Uh, Hopefully hopefully the the, the vast majority of people are here for knowledge and information and for to to get together. But, uh, you know, if anybody else has questions, too, I I don't don't, don't think we have a chat room available to people, but if if they're on Facebook and they look at uh, either your or my profile, they can see the Delivering the Truth exposing the live event that you created for tonight. I think mm-hmm. people can chat on that maybe. Maybe they can chat, and if they can, we'll, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it to see if anybody says anything or has any questions, and we'll try to, try to address those. Yeah, I don't know if there's a chat on it. I know there's a discussion thing on it, but I'm not sure if they can chat. It would be a good idea to be able to have an open chat. That would be kind of cool. Maybe we should maybe we should think about a YouTube thing, but we got to be really careful with what we do on YouTube, you know, or a Rumble thing, you know, maybe something on Rumble and try to do a live on that. Because I mean, if we if we literally went to a Facebook live on Facebook, they would, you know, they'd cut us off. We would have to be talking about you know unicorns and rainbows before, and then they wouldn't <laughs> shut us down. So exactly. we both know that. Yeah. So. So on to, yeah, exactly. On to some Rumble would more be great. And if we, wanted a, if we wanted a chat room, I can easily install one on, on a website somewhere and just direct people there and say, hey, go, here's our little chat, go there, and we'll monitor it if you have any questions. Because that's a very low-resistance way, you know, like a no-barrier way for people just to kind of hop on the page and ask a question. So it makes it easy for, for people to join in, you know. Well, it's definitely something to think about down the line since, you know, the show has gotten much bigger even over the last couple of months, which is great. You know, it's great. The more that we can spread the word, the better. So um, I kind of want to go on to a little bit more of, um, you know, weekly news, local news um, of what's going on. There's a couple of draconian bills for those people in New York State. But um, I'm kind of, you know, I've always will fight for New York State, but I want to bring this radio show more nationwide, more worldwide events too, not just New York. Um, so, you know, in the beginning it was geared towards New York, but, you know, it's not a big use for New York now, as much as there was. So, um, let's see. Uh, the big floating meme around Facebook this last couple of days has been Tyson Chicken. Now, now I wouldn't eat that crap on a good day. If I'm going to buy chicken or grass-fed beef, it is going to be organic. It's not going to be Tyson. I wouldn't probably have trusted Tyson 30 years ago. But um, so Tyson, uh, Hillshire Farm, Sarah Lee, Jimmy Dean, Ballpark, Gallo, Pierre, State Fair, Original Philly, and Steakies, which I would never eat any of those brands. Gross. And I don't care if you all hate me for that. 
because I did my work to get where I am, and it didn't include eating bison. But um, they are putting crickets, so crickets, mealworms, and grasshoppers. And, you know, I think I'm going to take this meme and post it in the event page so that if it's not there already so that, that people can see it. Or it, I think I posted it on the Facebook page. Pretty sure I did. But, uh, yeah, bon appetit. Huh? Yum. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. I think conditioning the population. They they ultimately, this is all Agenda 2021, now Agenda 2030. They want to pack and stack everybody into cities. They want you out of the country. They want you eating the food they provide. They don't want you growing your own food. This is why over the last 20 years we've heard of local governments uh, coming in. And, and I know pe- the people personally that this happened to where the police came in and just kind of leveled their garden you know, for no reason. It's like, why are you doing this? It's like, well, it's against ordinance or something. To have a garden, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, because this is where we're headed, you know? So pack and stack people into little cubicles in the city. You can't live in the country. And another uh, thing people need to look at are the FEMA uh, population distribution maps that were distributed 20 years ago as part of the big plan of where people are allowed to go and where people aren't allowed to go. And interestingly, I, I'm in Maine right now, uh, the state of Maine is not even allowed to be inhabited by humans, according to the FEMA maps, and that's the long-term goal. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so getting people ready in condition to the idea of eating bugs, no beef, you know, nothing organic. You're going to eat what's given to you. That's uh, all part of the program. Yeah, and you know, when when you think about like um, Bill Gates. And he bought up like a considerable, like mega amounts of land um, throughout the U.S. You know, he's bought up a lot of a lot of farmland, and you got to wonder what you know what, what he's doing with that, besides creating his GMO uh, everything. So yeah, and and even the wildfires, and you know, this is just my thought on things. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today. Yeah, you know, I love this woman. I listen, you know, to her every morning and. And, and, and she's an evangelist preacher, and I love her, Joyce Myers. I'll, I'll give her a plug. I love listening to her. But, you know, I'm not sure how awake she is as far as these type of things because she was, like, talking about the wildfires and how, you know, these things are started by somebody that drops a cigarette, and I'm thinking, yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking more direct energy weapon here. That's just my opinion, but <laughs> I could be wrong. So, you know, them burning up you know, just burning up thousands and thousands of acres so that we can't... Yeah, I saw the satellite photos, and oddly enough, you had these fires, dozens of fires that started within minutes of each other. Yeah, that's odd, isn't it? You can can see it in the satellite photos, in in the satellite satellite video, you know, the time-lapse photos that were taken. And, And again, you know, it's right in front of our faces, but because the population doesn't want to pay attention... A lot of more people are. Many people have woken up in the last few years, which I'm grateful for. But uh, the wildfires were used as cover for very, very heavy spraying. This is why it was reported all over the United States that people were smelling burnt plastic. And if you want to see more about that, you can uh, check out. uh, Well, we've got video and stuff on there, you know, if we ever want to. uh, I'm not trying to plug sites or anything, but if you, you know, uh, there's big, there's yeah, I'm not trying to plug the sites, but if you want to go see the videos, uh, Global Skywatch, we've got videos on there uh, where um, 
where people, where news stations all over are talking about uh, people are reporting a, a, a plastic, a burnt, they call it burnt plastic smell. If you go back to my logging of chemtrails back to 2016, I actually first reported a new type of chemtrail they introduced. They, they've introduced them throughout the years, many different types. And in 2016, that we, they introduced, they, I first experienced the burnt plastic type. I call it the model cement slash burnt plastic type. They've been spraying it a long time, and during those fires, they sprayed them really, really heavy. It was unbelievably intense. And they used the fires as a cover story, saying that, oh, this was their scientific cover story, was that the smoke goes in the upper atmosphere, and when it comes down, because the, when it gets hit by the sun's rays up at that level, it begins smelling like burnt plastic, which is just wholesale ridiculous. This is not science. This is just... Uh, elementary grade propaganda for the population is what it is. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's what was going on there anyway. There, uh, whatever other reasons, are, they're destroying the land, they're destroying these countries, they're all doing it on purpose, but they, they always will profit. You know, it's like a lot of the whistleblowers have said is that when they do something big, they benefit in multiple ways. They usually have two to four agendas that they're accomplishing at the same time. And they, that's no mm -hmm. exception, I believe. Yeah. I'm sure not. Yeah. 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 Interesting stuff. So yeah, eating eating crickets and you know maybe maybe they'll give us I don't know one protein bar a day. I I don't know. It's it's disgusting and disturbing either way to think about it. Did you and see I Nicole Kidman doing her commercial for eating uh, bugs? No, but it would not surprise me considering all of Hollywood is corrupt as hell. So, no, I did not see that. What what did it say? Because I don't even know that I want to know. Yeah, a lot of people saw it. She was eating, uh, I don't remember, it was crickets. I think she had a cricket and then a worm of some sort or something. Uh, but she was sitting on oh. a little table, and, and she was just like, you know, and this is part of the pro. and a lot of people saw this. Nicole Kidman, the very famous um, Australian actress, is married to uh, uh, the uh, musician, Ah, uh, shoot, what is his name? I'm going to draw a blank now. Really good musician. No, no, very, very popular I just songwriter. remember Bruce. <laughs> you just remember what? Ago. I remember her being married to Tom Cruise. That was a really long time ago, I guess. Yeah, she was married to Tom Cruise, and they did Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah. Well, anyway, so she yeah. did the uh, commercial about eating bugs. So this is part of the process. For those who don't know, this is called normalization. This is when they make new things feel normal to the population. And they usually will have high-profile people that people like because those are the influencers. You have to like someone to be influenced by them, like them or respect them. And so Nicole Kidman was one of the ones who, uh, who was doing that. So eat bugs. That's what they're trying to get you to do because this is all part of the downgrading and of the middle class, the ripping apart of the middle class. Well, I mean, just look at how much emphasis they put on just Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh, my God. Like the movie. And, I, and again, many, many years ago, I was at the movies every weekend. I, I love the movie you know, until I found out that, you know, what their agenda was with the movies. Now, I mean, the movies suck now. I mean, you don't go to movies anymore because... It's just a bunch of indoctrination, pretty much is all it is, and, you know, undertones and, 
you know, they're always using satanic symbols in movies. And so, you know, I don't go to the movies too much anymore. Although I am going to, I'm planning on going this weekend to see that After Death movie, which is a movie about near-death experiences, which I, I'm fascinated by. That. Either way, to go back on your point, they do use these Hollywood figures because that is what people idol, just like football. But, you know, just yeah. like football. And football, everybody goes, football this, and, you know, give him bread and circuses, and they don't have to pay attention to anything else. I mean, when I found out through the whole COVID thing with, with the NFL, I had no idea what the NFL was about. And now that I know what the NFL is about, who it's owned by, it's like I don't pay attention to that stuff. I could care less. You know, that's why I so I had to be out of town that that they only cares about their damn football. I'm glad, you know, they don't feel because I don't, I don't care. Yeah, talk, like talking about crazy. media. I mean, one thing that people. Oh, sorry, there's a delay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying that if people would open their Bibles as much as they watch their damn football, think of how much different this world could be. Yeah, we live in very interesting times, and there's a lot of stuff coming true that was that's in that book. And uh, talking about um, uh, where was I going to go with that? I had uh, something uh, about that we were talking about. What's that? We were talking about Hollywood, but maybe it'll come to you, and you can bring it. You can bring it back uh, after we go to commercial. What do you think? That sounds good. Yeah, I've got it. I've got something I want to share about Kuwait. If people remember there, about the media, how important the media is to the, to those who are mm-hmm. trying to take over the world very successfully. Okay. All right. So delivering the truth, exposing the lies. Russ and I will be back in you know, three, three, four minutes. After bathroom break, stay tuned. arrives, you're going to want to be ready to look at the glass as half full, even if the glass is empty, or even if there is no glass, because you're starving to death. Here are nine upsides to socialism you might not have considered. Number one, you can finally meet your weight loss goal. If these current trends hold, you'll be down to a slim, girlish 75 pounds by the end of the month. (laughs) Number two, your wife will be limited to only a couple of decorative pillows. Save the leather couch cushions to boil into this year's Neighborhood Stone Soup Festival. Mmm! <laughs> Number three. Kids aren't nearly as noisy when they're dehydrated. For big families living under socialism, silver linings abound. Number four. Everyone is happy. Because if you're not, straight to the gulag you go. I'm happy. I swear. 
Number five, you'll meet all kinds of nice people while standing in the bread line. Broaden your horizons. Or should we say, bread in your horizons. Eh? <laughs> huh? Huh? I thought it was funny. Oh, here's a fun one. Number six, no election fraud. It's easier when there are no elections. It's great. And number seven, no long lines at Starbucks. It's easier when there's no Starbucks. So much easier. Oh, yeah. Number eight, no more negative news about your government. Because if you publish it, straight to the gulag. (laughs) Don't do it. And finally, number nine, you'll never feel lonely again because Big Brother will always be with you. It's all about perspective. Just remember to look on the bright side of socialism or else, straight to the clock, you go. I was kind of laughing at that commercial because I thought, geez, we could do a whole show just on that commercial. Like picking apart those little points, that was kind of uh, kind of tuned into what we were talking about a little bit, huh? Yeah, that was right on target. I was like, wow, that was a good commercial. I like that. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in this group, um, because we were kind of talking about farmland and, and GMOs. I'm in this group that it, 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 people basically post modified foods. And not that I ever eat this, but a lot of people do. They eat that Swanson um, canned chicken. You know, even once in a while, I would give that to my cat. Well, it turns out that that's genetically modified because obviously you know that they started putting the labels on there saying it contains a bioengineered ingredient. And people are starting to become really, really surprised by eating and seeing some of their favorite foods that they love that are GMO. And were never labeled as GMO. Yeah, going to be a lot of surprises. We have a lot of research. And how many scientists that did, uh, who, who were good scientists who were on the inside working for these large companies began to be, be whistleblowers in the last 15, 20 years about how so many GMO products that they were producing caused cancer and all kinds of other illnesses. And what happened? They put them on mainstream media and they shut down the GMO programs and they made everything organic, right? No. What they did is they shut these people up, they censored them, they lost their jobs, they stripped them of their titles, the regulators took away their licensing and punished them basically into silence. And. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, this is working against the best interest of the people of the United States. That's why we do shows like this. You asked me to be on your show, and this is why I do this, because I really have, I would never do this. I, I had a conversation with you the other day telling you that I've never, I never in my life thought I would be doing talk radio. I, could never, I never thought I would be doing this, but it's just like the atrocities that are happening just have drawn me into the, to having to speak out about this stuff because it is so harmful and and I know people who are suffering. And it's a sad thing is that people generally don't change until they suffer. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm right there with them. You know, it took my own personal suffering for me to to make changes in my life that were necessary. But it wouldn't oh, be great if we could all just fix these problems, you know? No, I mean I and 
I think I told you when we had that phone, long phone conversation about, you know, how I get kicked back for, you know, living the lifestyle that I do. Well, I don't really give a fuck because you don't pay my bills. You don't buy my food. You don't make it. You don't live in my body. So screw you. You don't know enough to make a judgment about it. And you all know who you are. So they always got something to say behind your back, but they never say it to your face. Well, Lord help you if I ever hear you at my face. So anyway, I'm off my soapbox. So I, I wanted to go back on this group because it's interesting and this, this group is kind of growing. You know, some of these foods never touch. But parents that are feeding their kids in lucky terms, they would have no idea. You know, all of a sudden it's labeled. Guess what? Genetic modified. Not to mention there's a whole bunch of food coloring in there that, you know, you don't really want to do. But the bottom line is if you know your GMOs, the most biggest source of, of GMOs in, in the U.S., 90% of corn is genetically modified. So if you're eating corn and it's not organic, I can sure as hell tell you that it is genetically modified. And when you do a food chain on corn, think about who's eating it. Your beef, you know, your pork, which pork is disgusting anyway. But I'm just saying that it's in the feed, so they're getting, you know, you're getting the GMOs through the feed because the animals are eating it. Like, you know, I buy maybe one brand of eggs that I'll buy. Uh, and I can't remember the name of them. But I did research on eggs, like, forever. I, I don't need a ton of eggs. Maybe, like, one a month if I do. But, um, you know, my 12-year-old eats them all the time. And they're called Oliver's. Oliver's Organic Eggs. And they actually say right on the front that they're soy-free. So I called the company, and, you know, I made sure. What are you feeding them? You know, no, we don't feed them soy. We're feeding corn, but it's 100% organic corn. So... You're eating what they're eating, too. It's not just, oh, it's it's grass-fed. Well, that's great, but you got to, you know, (laughs) what are they putting on the grass? A bunch of Monsero products, probably. But so corn, genetically modified, all of the oils, unless you buy organic, like soy oil, canola, overall GMO. Uh, beets, those are big GMO, and um, salmon. Farm-raised salmon is definitely GMO. I mean, farm-raised salmon possibly eat. I mean, they, they, they color it, first of all. And but, I mean, farm-raised all these fish in. They're just a cesspool of I don't know what, you know, in that in that what. And I'm talking about not just farm-raised salmon, but farm-raised fish, like tilapia. This is all known to be high in heavy metals, too. You're just better off eating a piece of wild-caught salmon. Don't eat farm-raised stuff. And, and of course, most of, the, most of the restaurant food and, you know, apples, those are genetically modified if you're not buying um, organic, I'm trying to think. Oh, and squashes. Of course, all of the squashes, like zucchini squash and stuff. So I'm just, I'm just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But those are the major ones. You know, kind of like I would, like said, the dirty dozen of GMOs. 
Yeah, absolutely. And people, you know, the GMOs are not made for health. The GMOs are almost in every single circumstance they actually are found when they're investigated, they're found to cause health problems. So it's kind of interesting. There's a designer who designed the original genetics to these these machines that we call food, these incredible pieces of technology, which I that's kind of how I look at it in a way, if you want to be technically minded. You know, plants are beautiful. You know, I mean, it's a, creation is an amazing thing, but, but the genetics are created in a way to work with our bodies in a very, very intimate way. A simple apple has 400, over 400 constituents in it that are healthy and that work synergistically with each other for your health. When mankind starts messing with them, these are the same people who are doing false flags. These are the same people who are trying to take away your protections, trying to destroy your city, and who are eugenicists. These people, many of the people in the highest levels of government in all these administrations in recent history are eugenicists, and they believe in depopulation. Is it wise to have people who believe in depopulation and believe the world's overcrowded making genetically modified food or at least approving, uh, head, uh, regulating your genetically modified food? No, another very, very bad idea. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I don't know exactly how long, you probably would know better than me, but how long genetically modified foods have been um, around. But I'm guessing that, you know, like, they make you, oh, well, you know, your grandparents lived on, lived on, you know, meat and potatoes. So, yeah, but, yeah, they did. But 100 years ago, there wasn't all the hormones and, and, and all that crap in it. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, meat, I mean, in, you know, meat, potatoes can be super healthy, loaded with potassium. Uh, your body, if you're, you know, we have all these, these illusions today where we're like we have all of these food allergies. Where do these food allergies come from? I'll tell you where they come from. In my opinion, in my research, I'll tell you where they come from. And you not hear this on mainstream news because mainstream news is 100% controlled. They will sometimes leak information, sometimes leak information that seems contrary to their conspiracy just to maintain mm-hmm. the illusion of credibility. That's why they do that. But, but in reality, these, these, uh, these autoimmune diseases, you'll find over and over again, the autoimmune diseases and the allergies and all of these problems that people have with food come from mental toxicity, especially mercury. Mercury has, mm-hmm. causes so many autoimmune issues. In fact, one of them I'll talk about is methionine mimicry. Your body makes methionine, mercury attaches to it. When it attaches to it, the body creates antibodies to the methionine, and then the body starts attacking the organs that make methionine. But methionine is very valuable in your body. But when you mix it with mercury, Mm -hmm. now you've got an autoimmune disease. That's one of hundreds of examples of of how toxic metals uh, uh, can cause autoimmune problems and food problems. Uh, not to mention yeah. the GMOs, you know, not to mention that and the glyphosate, which is in everybody's blood. Everybody's blood who gets tested has glyphosate, which you can detox with glycine, by the way, just as an aside. Yeah, and, they, you know, they spray that on everything. But uh, I, I'm just looking at an article about the GMOs, and I kind of want to go back on the bug thing, you know, and they call them cochineal insects. That's what they call these genetically modified uh, 
bugs or whatever it is that they're putting in there. And it's in, actually in the red dye, which would explain a lot. I mean, red dye is so bad just in general. I mean, red dye can, you know, flare up ADHD for kids. I mean, there's nothing good about red dye. In fact, m- most other countries like Europe, they ban those food colorings, and they ban a lot of GMOs. They don't allow them. Uh, but yet, you know, we're just a, a garbage dump in, in, in America. We're a garbage dump. Every corner you are on is a fast food joint. You know, Do you I know what one of the major that, sources of red coloring are? Major sources? Yeah, well, one of the major, besides the bugs that you're talking about, I've actually seen that, that additive in uh, nutritional supplements that actually use that for red coloring. Um, but mercury, the red ore of mercury is called cinnabar, and cinnabar has been used to color dentures, to color cosmetics, to color medicines, mm. um, tattoo inks. I've known people and heard of people who actually would get tattoos and then they'd start having mercury issues for years. And they wonder like, oh, I well, I don't it. have amalgams. I don't get vaccinated. Where's this coming from? Well, let me tell yeah. you, the regulators of this world who work, who are the globalists, who are part of the globalist scheme, they will do anything to get their favorite toxin in your body, which is mercury. Mercury is one of their absolute favorite ones for many reasons. So red inks, you've got to be careful the red inks. There are new, safer red inks that have come out, but nevertheless, we're wondering why do people have such bad reactions to red inks? Well, now we know one of the reasons. Yeah. Mercury. Yeah. You know, if I would have known then what I know now, I mean, I have two tattoos, but they're small tattoos and they're concealed. They're not all over, you know, my eyebrows or anything like these people have them now. If I would have known then what I know now, I would have definitely never got them. But I can tell you that when I started taking that zeolite, um, you know, the heavy metal duplex, it took it took all the color out of my tattoos. So it, it had to be doing something, you know, as far as it working. Um, but it did it did strip the color out of them. So now they're just kind of an outline, and they're they're tiny. But still, if I would have known then what I know now, I would have. Never done that, but that was, you know, 20, 20 and 25 years ago. I didn't know any better. I definitely wouldn't suggest, I, when I see people that have their whole body covered in tattoos, I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are just a cancer pill waiting to happen, unfortunately, you know. I mean, some of them look really yeah. pretty. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, some of those so, things, I mean, have cobalt or cadmium or other things in there. Um you know, toxic. I mean, there are new, safer ones that have come out in more recent years. So, if you must get a tattoo, you must check the inks because you don't want to be stuck with some. It's kind of like having an amalgam filling. You know, uh, years ago, people get amalgam fillings. I had fillings put in my teeth when I was a teenager, and nobody thought twice about it and didn't realize that 24/7 they were off-gassing mercury vapor, and mercury is extremely toxic. And uh, and at those very, I mean, they're very low levels off-gassing, but it's enough that it causes problems. It will it cause problems and it accumulates over time in, in many, many people, especially high-testosterone people, which is why four to five children who are with autism are boys. 
because the testosterone has a direct effect on the ability to detox mercury or detox in general. But anyway, um, yeah, so watch those tattoo inks. Yeah, and, and you're going to talk about the autism and the kids. I mean, what are they putting in the vaccines? Mercury, right? And I think it's really interesting how they were so petrified. Oh, be careful with that thermometer with the mercury in it. Don't drop it. You know, don't touch the mercury. You've got to dispose of it the right way if that happens. Yet they're putting it in people's teeth and in their vaccines, you know, unknowingly to most people, unfortunately. So, yeah. Right. Plus, plus the, the mercury that's in thermometers is much less toxic than what's in the vaccines because what happens is that the mercury in vaccines generally can't be absorbed or can't pass the cell wall until it's methylated, okay? Oh. Um, so it has to go through a conversion process before it gets super, super toxic. That's why you see people who play with mercury liquid, and they seem to be fine. Now, they could have problems later on in life because they have an exposure if they're not a good detox fire. But they play with mercury and they seem to go on and have a normal life for years. Okay, but but vaccines contain ethyl mercury, which has the methyl group already joined to it. It's just like fish. You know, the the government did say pregnant women shouldn't have fish. Well, we actually made a video. When I lived in Jamestown, we rented a $15,000 Jerome mercury vapor meter, and we rented it for several days, and we actually did a bunch of experiments, and we opened up cans of fish in the kitchen. We first took reading ambient levels, and there was no detectable mercury in the air. Then we opened up and took readings right above cans of fish, right? We were getting anywhere between like 75 to 300 micrograms per meter of mercury vapor coming off of canned fish. After we, after about 40 minutes of opening several cans of fish and videotaping us uh, taking these readings, the ambient level in the air was something like 30 micrograms, 38, if I remember right, 38 micrograms per, per meter in the air of the kitchen just from opening like eight cans of, uh, of uh, fish. Well, guess how much 38 micrograms per meter uh, cubic meter of mercury is? Well, use this as a point of reference for those who don't know. 0.1 or 0.3, depending on whether you're talking the AT, uh, SDR or the EPA, 0.3 or 0.1 will trigger an investigation in a factory if they find that much mercury. Three is grounds to shut down a factory. Three. We're talking about a kitchen that has 38. So what kind of fish were you testing? Like albacore tuna, regular tuna? What were you? Yeah, we did a bunch of, I've got it all in the video uh, that we have online. Um, and we did a bunch of tuna. We did salmon. We did, um, uh, uh, what are the little fish, uh, um that you put on pizza or something or sandwiches. Oh. Anchovies? The little one. Anchovies. We test. Anchovies actually didn't have much in there, and I think there's a reason for that. But, yeah, salmon and other stuff. And then, you know, what else we did was with cat food, fish-based cat food. Cat food was loaded with mercury. So do you, you know, really? you ever wonder why your cat's lazy, doesn't have any energy, does nothing maybe, or eventually has health problems? Well, in fact, then what we did is we actually said, well, if the cat food is loaded with mercury, what's happening at the litter box? 
So we took the mercury vapor meter, we measured the litter box, which Laura had in her bedroom, actually, of the house, and uh, there was, I can't remember the numbers, but there was a substantial amount of mercury coming out of the litter box. Oh, my God. The next day, the litter box was out of her bedroom, (laughs) and that cat didn't get any more um, fish-based food anymore. Well, that's actually good to know because I personally would have never thought of that. And, you know, I do buy some fish-based, not a lot. I I mainly feed, you know, my cat Ross. So, you know, she she gets, she, he, she, he, no, it's. I swear she's not a transgender cat, gets, um, you know, raw organic meat, like shaved meat. And people are like, oh, you feed her raw? Why? Well, what do you think they would eat out in the wild? That's what they would eat. You know, if they go hunting, they would eat. And that's really what they should be eating. They shouldn't be eating nine and friskies. That stuff is like shit for animals. You know, the, the cats really, I mean, and my holistic vet will confirm this. They should live 25, 25, sometimes they should have lived till 30 years until we started processing their food and feeding them crap. So, just saying. Right. And, you know, a lot of people feed cats dry food. If, if you feed your cats dry food, I mean, get a good grain-based Food and, and make sure you wet it because cats are desert animals by nature and they should not be eating dry food and, and, and like I said, friskies or even, you know, even a lot of those treats are garbage. They have food coloring and, and, and you know, but the, the vet, it, it's just like our business, any pharmaceutical business or, or uh, you know, doctors, they, it's, a, it's a money-making business. So if your animal's sick, guess what? You've got to bring them in. It's more money for them. And especially like the rabies vaccine, that's like the biggest friggin' scam there is. I don't vaccinate my cat. I mean, come on. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a subject that I, I want to use to wake people up. You know, if you've never thought about that this is 100% intentional, understand that the, the toxicity of mercury has been known for centuries. And especially in the uh-huh. last two centuries, it, it, every, it, it's been very well known, the toxicity of mercury. There is no sane scientist on the planet that would inject it into the body of a human being that would put it in a child's medication, which they did for a while, teething uh, solution that was actually banned because the kids got so sick from it, or put it in inks that are used on your skin, or... All the other things, CFL light bulbs. You break a CFL light bulb in your house, and you're going to have mercury at factory levels in your house, even after an EPA-approved consumer cleanup, after the cleanup. This was done by uh, Maine. The state of Maine did a study, really, really amazing study. They did a great job showing that. So why did they get rid of incandescents? For your safety, right, because they wanted to save the environment, climate change, you know, because they use more electricity. Well, yeah, saving electricity is a good thing because you do lose, really reduce pollution, and that's always a good thing. But what's, what's worse, uh, pollution that can be scrubbed from a power plant that would only increase your power bill by 1% to remove the vast majority, like 99.9% of the contaminants from it, or having mercury vapor chronically in your house. I know people who broke CFL light bulbs in their house 
and within weeks they started having health problems, and it took them a long time to figure out what was going on. Now, not everybody will experience those problems. It depends on a lot of different factors, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, you got to be careful, very careful. Fluorescent bulbs too, regular fluorescents. Oh, those things drive me crazy. I mean, they do have low spectrum ones, but I because I have a vestibular disorder. I think I mentioned that to you, and most people that listen to the show know that. Um, I I I cannot handle fluorescent lights. They drive me insane. You know, and some people are more sensitive sensitive to them than others. But you know, and I notice this in the vestibular group that I run. People complain about it because there is like a pulsing. There is like a a, a, a continuous. Um, they blink the on and off. For? If you if you have a if you do time lapse, you'll see that they blink on and off at a very fast at a fast rate. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's so bothersome to, you know, people that have vestibular disorders or seizure disorders or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, interesting stuff. But um, I just want to go back on two things because I got a, I just got a text uh, while we were talking. What, where, they want to know where, where did you, where's that video with the fish and the mercury thing? Which website is that on? Absolutely. Go to the website called Orbis Vitae, Orbis, O-R-B, like boy, I-S, Orbis. It's like orbit. It's Latin for orbit or circle. Orbis, O-R-B-I-S, Vitae, V-I-T-A-E, which means life. So Orbis Vitae is circle of life in Latin. Orbisvitae.com. And when you go there, click the big green icon on the home page. It says the media center, you know, view all of our media. And at the top, of the uh, of every page in the forum in the top section of where you go to when you click on the big media depot is what that button it looks like a play it's a green play button on the home page when you click that you'll go into the forums and right along in fact right along the top of the page of every single page in the forums there's a whole row of little blocks that have articles and videos it's the second one from the left and the third one from the left the first one is how much mercury does a broken CFL light bulb emit? That's the, the second little block at the top of the page. And the third little block says mercury from canned fish contaminating your kitchen. Those are two videos that uh, – it was funny because we had those on – I had that video on YouTube about CFL bulbs, and it was on there for years. In fact, it might still be on there. I don't remember if they left it up or not. I was tracking how many click-throughs that we had from our website that went to the YouTube video for years. I tracked it. And we had something like, it was like 175,000 click-throughs, right, to see that video. YouTube had the counter for that video sitting at something like under like, like 2,500 or 2,200 or something like that, and it just hardly ever moved at all. So... Mm-hmm. Psychology, yeah, you know, making I, people think that this isn't important by by putting the counts low. That's a psychological type of, uh, of propaganda that they use. But they do they do that on purpose. I'm I'm, uh, I'm friends with um, Dave. He's Southern. Pre- I don't know if you know who he is, but his name is, on YouTube he's Southern Prepper One, and he's a prepper guy. And he he's been on the radio show one time before, and I actually should get him. But, um, you know, I chat with him every once in a while, and he says YouTube does the same thing to him, you know, hides his stuff or about the amount of hits. Um, And I'm sure they do it with others, too, like maybe Glenn Beck or, you know, Spectrum Survival, any of those, you know, truth 
whistleblowers, you know, they're they're hiding it. And our pages, you know, my one large group that I had and the one large group that you had is a perfect example of, you know, their tyranny. Shut it down because they didn't like what, you know, people were talking about. They didn't want people talking. They don't want people educated. You know, that's the bottom line. So we're going to go to our next commercial and we're coming back, okay? You there? Uh, yeah, sounds Rush? good. Let's do it. I'll be here. I'll be ready. I thought we lost you. Okay, so delivering the truth and exposing the lies, Russ and Diana, we will be back in just a few minutes, guys. Hang tight. All right, let's talk to our man, Mac Hollins. Mac, like, what the hell y'all getting hey, into? Hey, man. This week, I tried a very simple challenge. I've tried to be bare feet for a whole week and see what happens. What's mostly a very simple and interesting challenge led to an existential crisis, realizing that I was walking completely wrong, reconnecting with nature at a spiritual level, and a conspiracy theory. Let's, uh, let's talk about that. Let's start all the way back from the beginning, at day one. I thought this would be easy because I'm bare feet inside the house anyways. And the sports that I grew up as a kid, I loved being bare feet, such as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and gymnastics. As well as a child, I loved being bare feet out on the outside. Any chance we could play bare feet, we would take that opportunity. Working at a gym was pretty easy for me to be bare feet. Just got a lot more questions asked. And finally going around in day one, it actually felt very, very liberating. It reconnected me to my childhood in a way I didn't think that it would. It felt very fun. I felt like I was reconnecting with a past version of myself. And it felt a lot more free to just feel like I'm experiencing the world a different way that most people don't. That I was doing something that other people were not doing. I was walking very awkwardly because the cement was very, very hot. And I was always looking down to make sure I didn't step into something hard or, you know, disgusting. Physically it felt kind of weird. The bottom of my foot felt a little bit sore, but emotionally it was pretty good. And I was very excited to just continue on that experience. For day two, after walking outside and enjoying that experience, I still felt pain, but the pain that I didn't think that I was going to experience. My ankles started to feel sore, my knees started to feel sore, and my hips started to feel sore. Made me feel way older than I hope that I look. And if I look that old, then I need to change my skincare routine. Was it me doing something For what purpose does a gentleman for, from uh, North Carolina seek recognition? Madam Speaker, I seek unanimous consent to address the House for one minute. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Madam Speaker, you are not God. Your will does not bend the forest or shake the mountains. And let me assure you, your will does not bow the knee of millions of my countrymen who refuse to heed your callous command. To threaten arrest on others for their own personal medical decisions is nothing short of a medical apartheid, and I will not let it stand. For if I am to cowardly bend the knee here like those on the left wish, then what is to stop you all from taking your tyranny to the rest? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. 
Hey everyone, come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com, Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. Mr. Russ. Yes, indeed. Did I call you Mr. Russ? I think so. I think so. I think, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you're, uh, sometimes I hear the, the audio. It's a little hard to make out. I think we'll have to work on our auto, audio quality maybe. just I don't know how we're coming across in the show, but I'm looking online here, and some people said it keeps uh, freezing up a little bit, and they're having some quality issues. But we'll see. We'll work on it. We'll, we'll get it worked out. Or maybe it's a glitch in the website. Who knows? But I, I, I've never heard of any problems with it before, so I'm not sure. But who knows, you know. It's supposed to be an uncensored plot, but, you know, we never know. Which gears off the GMO stuff? My head starts to burn after a while with this stuff, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. There's so much that we could cover, and I know time goes very fast, but but what's on your mind now? Where would you like to go? Well, I think because, you know, it's our first show together, aside from last week and we had a guest, um, and obviously we will be having more guests. It, 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 we're just kind of, you know, cover cover the logistics, but I would like to have more topic-specific stuff, too. You know where we just go off on something. We can, yeah. Lord knows, easy enough to do that. So, well, that would be great. I don't I think if anybody in the time that we have left, if anybody does have questions, if you want to go to the event that's been created on Facebook, I created a post on there where people can uh, ask any questions or anything if they have something they want to pitch in. But we'll we'll find a way to get more feedback from people too. I think. Yeah, and I think we're going to have to start a new platform, too, because Facebook just hides everything. You know, maybe consider Rumble or Telegram or something like that, because that's something that, you know, the show was never branched out to, and um, I'd like to actually do that. Or, you know, maybe come up with a way to be on YouTube without it being censored would be good. And and people do do it. I mean, Peggy Hall is on every night, and she's she's learned to use, you know, code words for you know, vaccines and things like that so that she doesn't get flagged. So, you know, it's it's possible. So Yeah, stuff. absolutely. Yeah. Baby. yeah. So uh let's see. Yeah. So what else? I want to tell everybody what's going on with the spraying today because obviously that is your four K, you know, with the spraying. Guy after my own heart, man. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. Well today was Today wasn't as bad as the last couple of days. The last couple of days were horrible. Um, I've uh, they sprayed a type today called they sprayed the whole array. What I call a wide spectrum. I log this every day. If anybody's interested, they go to my Facebook page, which is just facebook.com forward slash Russ Tanner, uh, or that's my actual account on my page. I have a page too, but I uh, get more traffic at the uh, my account. Anyway, every day I post on my Facebook page a link to the log on Global Skywatch where I actually track all day what spraying events happen. Now when spraying events happen, I don't log them by looking at the sky because now 
it doesn't matter what you see in the sky. The sky can be perfectly clear, and they're still spraying. They, have, they now are utilizing uh, technology where they can release these things without leaving trails, or the trails are very short and they're not persistent. The way that I log these is I actually uh, do it by smell and taste. And over time, I've categorized all the different types that they use. There's just a handful of types they use from day to day now. There's about six different types that they use from day to day. Um, and I log those, what time they happen, what intensity they peak at, because the intensity will rise up and then fall down usually. In recent history, now they're kind of rising the intensity up and keeping it high for a long time by doing what I call layering. And this is where... This is part of the technology where now they're using more non-persistent plumes. Because back 10 years ago, the skies looked like a war zone everywhere I went. Now, in Maine, where I live, um, there's only a few days out of the month where you see the trails in the sky. You know, most, most days you don't see them. Of course, it's overcast so often now because they make it overcast that you can't see what they're doing anyway. But even on the clear days, many, many clear days, you don't see anything. But don't let that fool you because the stuff is still in the air. It's as strong as ever, and it's as harmful as ever. It's just they're doing a much, much better job at not leaving the trails in the sky so people don't think about it. It's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. So today, yeah, today was kind of an average day. The last two days were horrendous, very bad. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't mean it's the same everywhere, but that's what we're experiencing here. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, I feel like that's that really is one of the biggest things that should be getting addressed. And you know, I get asked that all the time, and I'm sure you do. You know, what can we do about this? What do about this? Do we make this? You know, and that's really a good question. How? What can we do about it? Yeah, what we can do about it? We're we're still in phase one of solving this problem. I mean, we should have been at the point now where, where we were pro, uh, perse- uh, prosecuting the, uh, the people who were, are, are committing this uh, epic crime against humanity of all time. There's nothing like this crime that's being committed that's affecting so many people. I see it affect people. I see the children have asthma attacks when they hit us with the inflammatory type. I see people get headaches, nausea, um, vertigo, stomach issues, headaches. Uh, all kinds of body pain, ache, inflammation uh, when they hit us with plumes. Because I can smell and taste it, I can correlate people's symptoms with the plumes that are in the air at that given time. And you're not safe in your house. Your house might offer a little bit of buffering, but it doesn't, you know, all your outside air, all your inside air comes from the outside. But the thing we can do about it, unfortunately we're still in phase one, is that we need to tell everyone, we need to not be afraid to talk about it, Mm-hmm. and we need to just make it not a conspiracy theory anymore because it's not a theory. These engines, and I don't care, this has been from day one, this has been my position, and it will be my position till the end of my life, is that your normal high-bypass turbofans on these jets do not produce trails when used normally. I am not a young man. I was a sky watcher from the time I was a young child. I drew pictures of the sky. I collected pictures of the sky. I collected photographs of jets, many, many, many photographs. Never in my life have I seen a trail coming out of a jet engine, except at an air show where they do it intentionally, in my entire life Mm -hmm. until 2005. 
And then, and then it was every jet. All of a sudden, we were absolutely barraged. And at the very same day, this started happening. Uh, it actually started happening incrementally, but that day is when they flipped the switch and did it every day on a schedule. In November 2005, in Jamestown, New York, which is where I lived at the time, that's where I was born, by the way, uh, they started doing it every day, and I could smell and taste in the air to the point where it made me sick, and I moved away from Jamestown because of the spraying. It was so bad there, I could not take it anymore. So mm-hmm. kudos to the people who don't smell it or taste it, and they, they seem to be able to tolerate it with their bodies, because most of my know are young, uh, younger than me. But I'm a sensitive one, and it definitely does get to me. Oh, I I, I yeah, I'm sensitive just like you are to, to so many different things, clean products and, you know, I mean, I was, I was at the gym the other day and some machine he was, you know, wiping down the machine. He's freaking spraying it, you know, like his life depending on it. You know, and I said, do you mind? I said, honestly, do you mind? You're spewing that stuff. I didn't know. It doesn't do anything, first of all, except kill your immune system. I said, just knock it off. Nobody else is even doing that anymore. And he's, you know, sitting there, you know, spraying it like it's, you know, infected with leeches or something. And I was like, God, please, you know. People don't realize using all these chemicals is just making it worse. Yeah. I mean, just the antibacterial gel. It's like, stop it. It didn't even say antiviral gel. And you guys are all using this antibacterial gel like it's going to save your life. I mean, that stuff is like a neurotoxin. It's a hormone disruptor. I mean, I don't use that crap. You know, they have it all over the place. I mean, I, I might use it to clean my weightlifting gloves off. That's about it, you know. After I've done weightlifting, I'll stick them in my bag, you know, slew it on there, stick them in my bag. But I don't use it on my skin. Oh, uh, yeah, talking about antibiotics, I mean, thinking, things like tetracycline and doxycycline, you know how a lot of children have reactions or adults even have reactions to that? And now we know. Well, mainstream media will not tell you that. You will not hear this hardly anywhere else. But when you look in the studies, I'm, I'm very blessed because I'm in a company that's looking at studies all the time. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have been exposed to information that uh, – People don't see, doctors don't see, because doctors don't look at studies. Most doctors don't bother, you know. But we did. And you know, what, why, do, why do children and adults have, have a reaction to tetracycline and doxycycline and the other, that class of antibiotics? Because they shut down yeah. glutathione production in your body. People don't know mm-hmm. this. They shut down glutathione production. A study in 1974 showed people wearing contacts using mercury-based contact solution got red eyes when taking tetracycline because of the toxic interaction between uh, between mercury and tetracycline. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a, this stuff should not be used the way it is. There's so many better things, colloidal silver. There's so many things, uh, alternatives that could be used that are shunned mm-hmm. because they're not profitable. They're not freely available to the public. They're not freely, but they're inexpensively available. You know, I like how you brought up the flood of silver because, you know, and this is 20 years. Let's see, I've had the line for 25. So this is probably 20, maybe one years ago, 20 years ago. I can't believe it's been that long because I still go to the same place for my infusions when I go, which have gotten so unbelievably expensive. So I only go once in a while. 
you know, we use glutathione in the IVs, but um, I was one of the first ones in the country that had uh, a colloidal silver IV because I didn't do antibiotics. I did a colloidal silver IV, and I was going like three times a week for like three months. That's what I used as my antibiotics. And it was it was really a test run. I went to the, uh, this place um, in Cleveland that was doing it as a test run, and my osteopath here, you know, he said, yeah, he goes, ship it and I'll administer it. So I didn't have to drive back and forth all the time. And he administered it for me. And I really think that that was the start of my getting myself out of a wheelchair with my Lyme disease. And I will tell you that um, my veins are cauterized as crap, though. I can't, I could never, when I have to go for blood work, I just dread it because my veins are just so full of scar tissue from doing so many years of IVs. But uh, I'll tell you, if people would have access to colloidal silver and, you know, ivermectin and these kinds of things that actually work, we would be a much healthier society than going and, you know, oh, just take an antibiotic. You give me an antibiotic for a viral infection. I mean, how stupid are you? You know, I mean, so I just... But people don't think. They listen to their doctors and, you know, they think that their doctors, I'll just listen to my doctor. And personally, in my opinion, the whole, oh, I'll just listen to my doctor thing is just a cop-out for you wanting to do any research on your own. So. Yeah, people, this, this is one thing is I want people to have self-confidence. You know, the thing is, is that it's, it, it is, I totally agree with you. Is I mean, you know, I, I get I get that you want a doctor to help you. You know, I, I get that people want someone who has all this training. The problem is they're trained that so much of the training comes down to what I call if then statements. If you have this disease, even though we don't know what causes it, this is the most common thing that happens. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that this happens to or people I know personally or family members, they'll go in and they'll get diagnosed with a disease. And they say, well, here's the drug yeah. for this disease. Take this drug. And it's like, what is causing the disease? Well, we don't know. You need to know the cause. If you're fixing an airplane, mm-hmm. you need to know the cause. If you're fixing your garden, you need to know the cause. You need to know what's going on so you can actually truly fix it. You're not fixing it if you're just taking something that lowers or hides or conceals the symptoms you're not really fixing the root problem. But, there's a, but I think there's a reason for that, honestly. There's a reason they do that. But besides the money, they want people to have – they don't want people to cure disease. They want people to manage disease because disease management is very profitable. If they can get you on a drug for the rest of your life, you're going to be worth 100 times more than you are if you take a drug for a couple of, you know, if there was some drug that cured something after a couple months or something. Um, oh, yeah. That's not that's, very profitable. That's, that's not profitable. No, yeah, there's so, definitely more sickness yeah. than there is so wellness. Finding the cause, solving problems, finding the cause. I can tell you that I, you know, I had sleep problems for a while because of chemtrails. I know chemtrails are the cause. Every single health problem that I have, and I have plenty that I'm dealing with every day, every single one of them are from chemtrails. When I go out and I see people that I know, we get hit with a plume. Oh, I've got a headache. Oh, I'm nauseous. I've got vertigo. This happens to me several times a day, most days of the week. And, and I'm like, yeah, we were just hit with a plume and their eyes glaze over. They don't want to know that. They don't want to think about this. And it's like every time we get hit by a plume, you feel bad, and yet you still don't know what's causing it. And I'm like, I'm telling you what's causing it. 
I'm right here. I'm smelling it. I'm tasting it. There's a one-to-one correlation, and uh, you know people don't want to don't want to deal with that. But they don't find the cause. That's the bottom line. And the reason medicine, another reason medicine doesn't want to find the cause, is because if they found that all this toxicity that's being sprayed on us, which includes, it's been proven in studies, we know there's mold, mildews, uh, viruses, if, if the classical virus or DNA fragments, if they, uh, the word virus is going out of vogue here among, among us, but that's another, Sam Bailey's doing great work on that, but that's another, that's another discussion for another time. Um, uh, uh, and, and metals, cadmium, lead, arsenic, Mercury, all being released according to all kinds of different studies. One study in particular showed a great array of these metals, manganese, in chemtrails being dispersed on the population. So I had sleep problems. I went looking for a way, because I'm countering the toxicity. I have to be constantly detoxing. But how can I, how can I do this? Well, I, you know, I, I see doctors periodically because they help with their power tools. They've got lab tests and things that can be useful, but they don't really fix me but they're, they're helpful for the testing so that I can monitor what's going on. And I appreciate that. I'm not against doctors at all. I'm just against the way that they're trained is, is largely faulty. But I went in and I learned about COMT, which is the, the enzyme that breaks down your catecholamines, which is your adrenaline and stuff. And I was able to fix my sleep problems. They couldn't, they couldn't fix my problems, but I fixed it because I learned about how mercury interacts with COMT and it raises your adrenaline. This is why autistic kids oftentimes are hyper. ADD and autism go together because it's both caused by mercury. And that's a whole yep. other, I mean, I could talk about COMT, but 30% of Americans are severely affected by mercury uh, affecting their COMT because they're a type of genetic type called MET-MET, which means methionine is necessary in their body uh, to make, to break down their adrenaline, estrogen, and dopamine and norepinephrine. And, uh, mercury blocks magnesium, which is used to make methionine. So what's the root of the problem? Toxic, almost always it's toxicity. Mercury is stopping the catecholamine uh, enzyme, catecholamethyltransferase, which is raising your adrenaline, which is making you have insomnia. Mm-hmm. So how do you counter that? Well, ashwagandha would be a great place to start. L-theanine could help you and some other things too. So that's one thing we should do is show on on ways people can help themselves perhaps. But anyway, that's that's just a little nugget. I hope it helps somebody. But look up COMT. You have sleep problems, anxiety problems. Look up COMT, learn about it, get tested, and uh, you could try ashwagandha or some other herbs that actually help with it. Yeah, we can have a – I mean, we could do shows just on individual herbs, and we'll talk about that more privately, uh, you know, how we want to do the shows and, you know, how we want to tailor the tests. So we're almost getting ready to be signed up here on this one. So all of our shows can be heard on Freedomizer Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple, and iHeartRadio. And this, this particular one will be up tomorrow. I'll be sure that I post it. And um, anything else that you want to add for tonight, Mr. Russ? Well, <laughs> make me feel so good when you say that. Nobody calls me Mr. Russ. Um <laughs> What is your name? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I've got nobody calls me anything because I work alone all day. Um, no, what I would say to people is make it personal. If you want to reach people, the thing that changes people's lives. This is why so many people wake up, wait, uh, woke up in the last couple of years, is because they were affected by the horrible things that were done to them 
Yep. And when they know that they're being personally affected or their family, people they love, that's when they wake up. So my motto is make it personal. Chemtrails are personal because they're affecting you, they're intoxifying you, they're changing your life, they're causing disease, they're ruining your sleep, they're ruining your relationships, they're ruining your hormones, they're ruining your pregnancy, they're ruining every part of your vision, hearing, every part of your life, your energy, everything. And they're causing disease on top of all of that. So make it personal. That's what I would say. Yep. Good. Good. So good show. And, you know, for our first time, I I think we kicked it. And, well, and it's so, so nice I... to have doesn't talk about himself all the time. No, I'm just, so anyway, uh, delivering the truth, exposing the lies. Uh, tune into all of our shows. We will see you next week, guys. Be good to each other. And, uh, Russ, I'll be talking to you um, probably tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I look forward to it. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. Really glad you could be with us and hope you bring your friends next time. Yep. Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.